Hello, and welcome to the Subfet Podcast, attempting to merge neuroscience with sock puppets. Hey everybody, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. <laughs> welcome as always to the Subvert Podcast. I'm Aaron Stewart and this, as always, is the lovely Christian Moore. Hello. Uh, yeah, thank you for joining us and uh, boy, we've got a great episode for you today, I tell you. Um, well, we gonna... think it's great. Yeah. Hopefully you do too. Yeah, well, you know, we'll finally explain, you know, we, we go into the, the developments in the you know, adolescent brain that has been, that have been moving forward in the past little while here and mm-hmm. the joys of brain scans now or instead of having to, you know jab needles into each other's brains we can actually yeah as much fun as that is <laughs> it is it is loads of fun and i mean i you know anybody that that has that as a hobby um i, mean, <laughs> I, I admire wanna, anybody that i don't want to you're right i mean i don't want to get in the way of your you know with your j- little slice of joy i guess i don't know <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you have consent well let's, that's that's what those no yeah brain surgery brain surgery is, is a relatively painless i guess <laughs> 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 anyway, before so, we get into yeah, more trouble yeah. here, for... before we contemplate more brain surgery, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the the recent discovery by researchers in, in apparently why teenagers' brains don't respond to their parents anymore. And and I've been through this. It was one of those kind of, <laughs> and it and it's kind of an almost overnight kind of thing where this child that loved you and and wanted to be around you and, and looked up to you now suddenly doesn't want anything to do with you. Doesn't listen to a word you say. And, and just goes off on their own path. And, and for a lot of parents, it's rough, <laughs> right? Because you're just not prepared for it, you know? Um, but now they've apparently found that they can actually tell a child's age by looking at their brain scans and having the child listen to their mother's voice. What do you, so what do you mean? What does that tell them? Well, basically... At about 13, so for, for up until 12, everything in a child's life kind of revolves around parents and that kind of social construct and everything that makes you feel safe and comfortable and, and you need to have that, right, in order to kind of develop, develop that. At 13, apparently the brain switches and now everything that was comforting now becomes discomforting. And, and essentially it pushes you away from all of those things in order to push you out into a social context mm. with the rest of the world. Right. So it literally, they said that they could tell how old they were because when they're listening to their mother's voice at 13, their brain literally doesn't register it. Huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whereas novel voices, other conversations, other people's voices make the, makes their brain light up in the same way that those things that when they were 12 used to react to their mothers and fathers and these, these safe places, voices. And so, yeah, it was very striking, they said, where they could see this definitive line as to how old the child was because this brain development happens at that time. And this is just what what happens to every adolescent as they cross into. So that is the true mark of adolescence in a way, then, is the separation from seeing your parents as your your savior, your safe place, and a push towards interacting with the rest of the world. Yep. Which, as a parent, again, you see this as as a rejection of you. Well, yeah, right. Sure. And every, but like yesterday, you loved this. What are you talking about? Everything that we were doing, you you, you said just yesterday, you said this was your favorite thing ever, yeah. <laughs> right? And now suddenly, it's I don't want to do that anymore. I want to go do something. Like my friends are now right. Like and now they want to go out and socialize with other people, and they want to just get away from you as much as possible. And and like yeah. I said, it's it's 
tough for a lot of parents having to deal with that, you know, supposed rejection. But now that we at least have the site, the, the physiological mechanisms behind this, hopefully it'll make it a lot easier for, for parents to kind of see, oh, you know, they turn 13 and <laughs> lo and behold, yeah, right? And, and, you know, may not make it at least, you know, easier, but at least gives you a reasoning for it and, and some sort of, you know, sense of calm, hopefully, that this is a normal procedure and it means they're actually healthy and developing as they should. Well, it's an interesting, anytime we have this research that kind of explains or gives us a context as to why we do the things that we do, you know, and then it's an opportunity to how can we actually move forward? How can we engender growth in this adolescent individual, knowing that this is what's actually happening inside of their heads, Absolutely. right? So the first thought that I had was, it could it potentially then be harmful you know the parents reacting in a totally normal way of you know why don't they love me why are they pushing me away and they tend to kind of double down then you know yep. at least I, like i know my mom did for sure when i went through teenage Absolutely. rebellion you, know, you love me yeah um, which pushes them that, away further yeah absolutely yeah so in what way could a parent then help their child on this process of learning while still making sure that the kid knows that they are still a safe space. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I would, I would say that this probably comes down to a matter of trust, right? I mean, if, if you can just like, again, this is something that's a natural thing. It's supposed to happen. They are supposed to push you away and go look for, for novel experiences. Right. So what you want to try to do, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> at least, you know, in my limited uh, knowledge of this thing is, is try to give them that safe space to let them explore, to let them go and be themselves, to try out the new things, to, to let their brains really expand into this new person they're trying to be, and just trust that in the end of the day, they're still going to come back to you and say that they love you and that they want to be, you know, with you, even if it's tough at this point for them to admit it, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and it is. And that's, that's again, like a physiological feature of the brain where it makes it tough. It makes it so that they don't want to be in their safe space anymore. It pushes them out of that. You know, mm -hmm. which, you know, is again, just going to have to come down to trust. You're going to have to trust the, the spaces they want to get into, <laughs> right? Yeah. Are, are at least safe for them to explore. Well, in evolutionary uh, thinking about that, it makes sense because back in the day, that would be considered the age of majority, you know, like when you're 13, that yep. was it. You were pretty much an adult and you were, you know, out in the world. Girls mm -hmm. were getting knocked up. They were married and popping out babies. Maybe their second one by that point. Well, I mean, if you, you know, go back like, even further, if you go back to like the cave days, right? Like that was when you would leave the cave. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. And now so, you need to go hunt. And, and so your brain would have to force you into making this a comfortable situation instead of it being something that your brain goes, no, I want to stay here. I'm safe here. Yeah. Right? It forced you to leave the cave and go searching for a, a different type of mate because that genetically works better for our DNA, right? Like you need that diversity or else you, you kind of, right? Yeah. Fall into this pit of, <laughs> right? And, and a lot of places are, are, you know, if you're, if you live on an island, you need these people coming in, right? To, to diversify the, the genetics or else you get all sorts of issues mm. cropping up. <laughs> so then going back to the ideas, if, if, blah, 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 if you are oh, bro, suppressing you <laughs> <laughs> words, 
<laughs> if you're suppressing that in in your child, let's say, right? If you're being overprotective, because let's face it, I mean, like the world is a very scary place right now. Nobody really knows what's going on and what your kid's going to fall prey to, you know, especially with, you know, the internet and you have no idea what, what your kid is being told. And it's very natural, I would think, for a parent to just want to protect your child from anything and everything that could harm it. Uh, but if you are overly protecting your child, then let's use that cave analogy, right? Mm -hmm. If you are locking your kid away in this cave, could that be having potential consequences? And could this be an explanation to types of behavior that we're seeing now? Absolutely. Right. Because uh, again, if you're trying to push away mm -hmm. and they keep trying to hold on, right, it's just going to make you want to push away further. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking entitlement culture, which is a big thing that we see now, um, particularly within mm -hmm. like a millennial generation, particularly within this in a lot of ways. And could that be a pro a direct product of overprotection, of not having that safe to fully space to be able to fully explore your surroundings because your parents were doing I mean, the right thing, trying to protect you and trying to teach you right from wrong, but not letting you interact with the world to the sense that you've now been in this cave psychologically mm -hmm. for too long that you've expected things to come into you rather than you having to go out and get them. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether this is true or not. I'm just... Well, and this is where, you know, up until now, it had all been just kind of speculation, right? Yeah. We had never actually had any kind of brain scans, any actual data to show why this was happening. And so we're still trying to interpret what that means. And every person's different. It's just more that there's actually these biological markers now that we can now point to as to why these behavioral changes happen. And, and you know, the idea that, you know, you, you're you kind of have to just let it happen, <laughs> right? And yeah. and that's the hard part about this, right? Where, you know, it doesn't mean that they don't love you. It doesn't mean that they're never going to come back home. It doesn't mean that they're going to, you know, leave you entirely. And that's, again, where this trust thing comes in, mm -hmm. where, where you have to trust that they're going to come back because not trusting them makes it harder for them, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of entitlement, I think the problem there is that what we have now is like when they hit that age, you don't want to say no to them anymore because that pushes them away too, right? Yeah. And I think that point. leads to a lot of these entitlement issues where you feel that you're supposed to have this thing because mom gave it to me all this time, you know? Um, but I also see kind of the flip side of it where, you know, if if you were born into like this generation is in a completely different situation than even I was where I saw the cracks, you know, in the system when I got into this thing where my mom said, if you just put your nose down and you just go to school and you just work, yeah. they'll take care of you and everything will be good and it'll all work out and you'll be able to yeah. go and get your house and you'll be able to have all these, all these things that yeah. we had that'll all be yours. And I looked out into the world and I kind of went, are you sure mom? <laughs> are you like, yeah. cause I mean, I see a lot of like, he just got fired. He worked there for 25 years, and they were just like, see ya! And he was just like, but what about... And they were like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, but wait a minute. And and so I saw too much of that going on to really trust that thing. And now the kids today are in an even worse kids situation. where Where, you know... There's just no, like, what do you do? Go to college and, and accrue $100,000 worth of debt yeah. to be able to, and now there's students who, you know, despite making payments on their loans are still further behind mm -hmm. than when they started. So how does this, 
Well, you it's know? still being pushed, though, and it's yep. you know, it still angers me a lot that that is the overarching narrative. It's like you're not working hard enough, and that's exactly the problem, right? Like, just keep you know? working, and you'll be able to get these things. And it's not; it's simply not true. And this anymore, is where, anytime I hear someone talking about entitlement, I kind of have to push back a little bit on that and kind of go, "Yeah, but they were told we like we were sold this bill." Yeah. Right. Like my entire life, I've just been, you know, like, just go to work and it'll all work out. And I just keep going, well, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. and I keep watching those people who go to work, have it all taken away, you know, over, yeah. over things that they have no control over. And I just went, well, what? That doesn't, <laughs> you know, and they spend all their time saving and, and having and, and, you know, doing everything right and making sure that all their stuff was. And then it still just was stripped away. You know, and it just really, you know, I can I can totally understand how kids nowadays have been watching this for generations now. Yeah. And, and the older people keep going, oh, it'll keep it'll get better. Don't worry about it. It'll fix itself. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's totally. And we're all just, sitting there right? watching it. They're like, sitting it's not there, getting better. They're sitting there it's in their that. houses going, oh, don't worry, guys, it'll get better. And we're going when 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 you when you die and we get to do something with your space. Yeah. Like what is. You know, and so again, it's now been generations of, and it just now inflation is woof, and and now we get to blame the people who are trying to fix this as opposed to the ones that started it in the first place. And I'm just going, what is yeah. you know, and the world is and gas is, and now it's and there's war, and now it's you know, <laughs> yeah, and so like you said, safe spaces are hard to find nowadays. Yeah, you know, which makes it you know understandable why most parents would want to just hold on as tight as possible yeah. <laughs> like, I got you <laughs> you know and I think to tie it kind of back into it it's it's a projection which is totally natural for a parent to project onto their child what what they want that for that child or what they want that child to be but if you're doing that only from your own sense of perception of the world, your own reality, Absolutely. it's actually very unfair. And this is kind of how we've ended up here is, you know, like parents and older generations are projecting onto everyone that comes after them what worked for them. And it doesn't mean that they're horrible people or they're no. ignorant or no. anything like that. For them, it's perfectly natural to say, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just get another job. And it's the avocado toast that you're buying, you know? And to them, that's, that's an explanation. And they're saying, okay, yeah, I project onto you. You're simply not working hard enough. Whereas other generations see the world differently. Our reality is separate. And what's, uh, what needs to now, I think, be taught and widely accepted by everyone is that perception is vastly different, obviously, between just individual to individual. Mm -hmm. But if we can even accept this at a generational level, it now gives us a starting point to be able to talk to fix things. You know, be like, OK, yeah, Grandpa, that's that's great. I'm so happy that worked for you. I can take this advice, integrate it. But you need to be willing to listen that the problems today are not the problems of your generation. You know, me getting a fourth job is not going to help. Considering that, you know, back in the day, you could work at a retail position and put your kid through college. Yeah. Like this was, this is the part that they just don't seem to grasp anymore, that there used to be opportunities that just aren't available anymore. And, and part of that, unfortunately, is them accruing their wealth. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, a good portion of it is tucked away and stashed aside. And that's the reason why we can't get a lot of this stuff done. Mm -hmm. You know, 
which which makes it really frustrating to to hear these oh if you guys just pulled up by the bootstraps like you were saying like it's just yeah. you know and i can't I, I look at my son and i just go i i can't even say that to you right like i'm trying to instill in him the the you know the idea that you know you you only get what you get unfortunately and you kind of have to just be happy with that which well, is and just work, rough and work within that yeah <laughs> you know? i mean and every generation has the same thing you know like we look at our parents and our grandparents as like they had it so easy you know they could work minimum wage and look at the house they could buy but you know what for them when they were going through it it was probably the hardest time ever and mm -hmm. they had reasons to complain and when they and looked at their great grandparents else, you know? who who lived in literally a mud hovel yeah and yeah. and you know this is paradise compared to that and and it's the same thing right like realistically this is a hole that we've dug ourselves into that we can hopefully pull ourselves out of because i think that we're you know the cracks in the foundation you know are are really showing yeah now you know and and you know unfortunately nature is going to make changes for us if we're not willing to start doing some of these things now so yeah. <laughs> you know um, it becomes a problem of, you know, I think we just need to reframe this whole argument, you know, instead yeah. of, you know, again, at 13, you're going to have a push away from, you know, and what we need to try to find is, is again, things that you can push into, yeah you know, that that'll give you the opportunity to, to grow into something, you know, like, you know, recognizing that a lot of that is going to be marked with failure. You know, mm -hmm. which was another thing that, you know, the the older generation doesn't quite grasp the idea of, of you know, uh, accepting failure as something that you can actually grow from. Right. Like they're a we know we don't say sorry kind of generation. Mm -hmm. Right. Where they just do their thing. And then you, if you don't like it, well, that's just the way things are. <laughs> right. Which makes it really tough for a generation that's trying to, you know, fit into a different kind of framework where. No, there's some blame to be around here, right? Like, there's some things that happened that we need to actually just address because we shouldn't be held responsible for trying to fix a lot of this shit that you guys started. You know, mm -hmm. like this climate thing, like the idea that we're still subsidizing oil companies. You know, the idea yeah. that the gas prices are so high and at no point will these companies give us a break. Yeah. At, like, we have to literally wait for our government to force to make changes to, to try to, and, and now we have to like literally again, all these things that was just like, yeah, you can just drive your car to work. No problem, man. You know, now it's, it's, oh, wait a minute. There's a problem there, <laughs> you know? And, and we had propped ourselves up with all of these, you know, various things now that, that are starting to get kicked out from under us. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's just being allowed the opportunity to come together to fix it. And I think that's the problem that is, is where we're at now. Um, and to try and tie it back all in together in a neat little package. Uh, <laughs> not uh, allowing people the right to go and explore in their own way and to create their own reality with peers. Right. And I think that's the trouble where we're at is we now have different generations and we've got one generation that's trying to suppress the rest of them, you know, by you have to work within this framework. It's, in a, certain than, it's sense. a couple of generations. You know what I'm I mean? Sure. <laughs> so I think that's where it needs to start is let's be accepting of people needing to explore within their peers to come up with solutions and to let go of your egos. Yes. OK, good job, boomers. You built a lot of really good stuff and you know what? It served us really well for a very long time, but it's not working anymore. And actually a lot of it has turned out to be quite harmful. 
So can we maybe just be willing to drop it and say, okay, what do you got, other generations? You've got some better ideas. We are open to listening. We don't need to be so attached to this thing that we built that was wonderful. It's a good thing to say, you know, served us well. Thank you. Gratitude. Let it go in hopes of building something better. Or better yet, letting your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren have the opportunity to know what it feels like to build something that serves humanity, right? Instead of having to rely on the stuff you built because your ego is too big for it. Yep. That is a great point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, you know, like, that's the thing is that, you know, this, all of these, you know, climate reports, all of these things that we keep, you know, crime rates, all this stuff, all are kind of predicated on what we've done before. Yeah. That's something we talk about a lot on the show. It's, you know, not being adherent to these old ways of doing things. They were great. They worked. Sometimes they stop working. Sometimes there's so many. To. There's just so many new technologies. So many reasons to be hopeful that we can actually move away from this harmful, you know, cycle that we've built for ourselves. Right? Mm. There's there's so many things on on the very very close horizon that really do give hope for us getting out of this situation. But unfortunately, it's these entrenched interests that are going to hold us back. Right? And we need to really start focusing on how do we, you know move this conversation forward how do we bring grandpa into this conversation of how do we you know uh, you know solar panel your house yeah right like well, just let go grandpa not in the like more mortal sense that's <laughs> <laughs> pretty bad just, just let go <laughs> just let go ah. <laughs> and on that note <laughs> on that note yeah i think that's a good point to just let go just, just let go man yeah. just let go Everything's yeah. just getting very messy because it's trying to stick within existing ideologies that no longer serve. From thousands of years ago at times. You so know? let go. Let go. Just let it go, man. Let just it go. Just let it go. Be you willing know? to. And and the kids are going to do their thing and, and it's going to look uncomfortable for you. And sometimes they yep. may stub their toe. They may, they may break a finger every once in a while or, you know, worse. But in the end, the moving forward is what matters, you know, and, and trying to hold them back. You know, and then this this analogy we're trying to apply on a grander scale here, <laughs> right? Of of just you know let us let us move forward because because we can and we're gonna have to because yeah. what we've been doing is not helping, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know what you think about this. <laughs> uh, obviously, we covered a lot of different topics kind of within that discussion. Yeah, you uh, know, as we do. As always, yeah. Uh, this is the joys of conversations, hey. Exactly. We never know where we're going to end up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, let us know what you think on this topic. Let us know how you think we could better uh, talk to one another, talk to and bridge these generational uh, gaps in ideology. If you have ideas for it, then this is how it begins, right? Get mm -hmm. these conversations going. Uh, so hit us up in the comments below. Uh, make sure to hit subscribe if you haven't already. How, how dare you? It offends you us. Every person that watches without subscribing, <laughs> I shed a tear. <laughs> uh, follow us on socials, Facebook, Twitter, Insta, TikTok. We're everywhere. Yeah, we're, we're places at the Subvert Pod. Did this knowledge make your life with your teenager any easier? 
right? Like, does this actually give you a little bit of a, oh, that, <laughs> okay. Right, like let us know, right? We'd love to, to hear that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us once again, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.